everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Great American Senior Show. I'm your gray-haired host, Sam Yates. Now, this episode is brought to you by One Day University, a rather unique university that puts some very interesting knowledge right at your fingertips. Now, we all know that special lecture uh, that we enjoyed in college or we were invited to attend the lecture. Well, that's the, the very big idea behind One Day University. Uh, it's a way of sharing, and I'll go into uh, more details on that a little bit later in the program. But if you want to check it out, uh, you can go to www.onedayu.com. And as I said a little later, I've got a, a little special offer for all of you who are listening in right now. But as we talk about knowledge and sharing information, it's my pleasure to welcome to our program today, Attorney Andy Wyman. Andy is the founder of Wyman Legal Solutions. Andy, welcome to the program. Thank you, Sam. Nice to be here. May I call you Andy? Uh, yeah, of course. Absolutely. I always like to start the program uh, off on a positive note. And, you know, that is the first thing to, to uh, overcome as the hurdle. But in our conversations, and, and by the way, for our uh, listeners, we came together under a construction umbrella that we'll explain a little bit later on. But you are a construction attorney. What is a construction attorney? Yes, that's right. So uh, as a construction attorney, our practice focuses on legal issues and disputes relating to the design and the construction of improvements to property, right? So it's construction-related litigation, things like construction defects, um, insurance issues that crop up during uh, uh, construction and property damage type of issues, uh, construction liens that are put on properties by contractors, and and contract negotiations uh, with respect to construction contracts. Sounds like a very specialized niche. How did you get into that uh, arena? So it's interesting, you know, as a as a kid growing up on Long Island, um, my father was a general contractor. My grandfather was a contractor. Uh, on the other side of my family, my, my grandfather and my uncles were painters. They were carpenters. Um, it's kind of in my blood, if you will. So I grew up with it uh, uh, everywhere. And at the age of uh, 13, uh, I went to work for my dad and my grandfather at their construction company. I became a, I was a, a carpenter's assistant, which just meant that some poor guy got saddled with dragging the boss's son <laughs> around in his van with him to various jobs over the summer. And, you know, you put a hammer in my hand and it just uh, it was clear that I was not going to be putting a lot of food on my table if I had to re rely on making a living with a hammer in my hand. So, um, and uh, but it was something that's always interesting to me. I, I I just I have a great appreciation for for projects and, and construction that that's built well and that looks great. And I I know I know how good things feel for the folks involved on both sides of it when it goes well, and I know how how bad they feel. Uh, on both sides of it when it doesn't. And so, you know, as an attorney, um, it was just something that I naturally gravitated towards. That's a good match uh, for sure. And, and I can share some of your feeling there because I came from a construction uh, family uh, as well, which is why I am doing what I have been doing for many years. Uh, enjoying construction. And, and you said an interesting thing that you can tell when things were good and it, it just gives you that insight and that empathy. So uh, that I think that is something special for you that uh, gives you a you know a, a great rating. I'm sure with your customers, just knowing and having that knowledge. 
Yeah, I, I feel it does. I feel it really helps. I feel when a, when a new client or uh, you know speaks with me for the first time about the problem that they're experiencing, I, I, I get it. I understand what they're dealing with. And, and I think they, they recognize that. At least anyone think that you're a solo practitioner, you do have an associate with you. That's right. I do. Um, his name is uh, Brandon Little. Uh, he joined our firm a uh, uh, little less than a year ago. Um, and, you know, he uh, he brings a lot to the table. You know, he's uh, he's our senior associate and um, he's a superstar litigation attorney. And, you know, it's funny as a kid, he was a chess champion and it shows in the way he strategizes, you know, during litigation. He's always he's always thinking five moves ahead. So uh, he's a he's a super addition to our team. I'm glad you said that. I won't engage in any chess matches with him if you'll advise him not to engage in any dart matches with me. Oh, so. Okay. All right. Excellent. Touche. Well, you know, South Florida, uh, we both are located in South Florida. And, and right now, South Florida, well, like entire nation really is uh, engaged in a lack of a better term, a building boom, uh, com- especially coming out of the pandemic. Uh, we're seeing some changes. Uh, does that building boom everywhere, but especially in our area here, uh, serve as a recipe for problems that you help solve? Yes, it does. I mean, it, it creates it's it's more people involved in the construction process, you know, and I think, you know, I, I kind of look at, um, you know, COVID and the pandemic, you know, caused a lot of people to spend a lot of time at home, right, and looking at those those same old kitchen cabinets <laughs> that that were not re- didn't really bother them when they were out of the house for eight or ten hours a day, but now that they had to stare at them for so long, um, you know they 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 they're motivated to to want to improve their home and 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 update it. Um, I think that coupled with you know what we've seen in real estate values and the equity that a lot of people now have in their properties and the ability to borrow against it, I think those two things together have have caused the owners of certainly of residential properties. To, to start to 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 want to and to participate in, in home improvement projects. So so in that regard, uh, yeah, there's a lot more of it. And whenever there's a lot more construction, you know, there's going to be, you know, uh, disputes. It's just it's as simple as that. One that we have seen on the Treasure Coast and sort of uh, giving an idea of where I uh, am currently headquartered, I have offices in uh, Naples, Fort Myers, uh, Melbourne, Orlando area. But uh pool construction. Uh, We actually had a contractor arrested uh, for taking funds and not even starting some of those projects without giving advice. And and I have to give a little uh, disclaimer here uh, for uh, your on your behalf that uh, we're having a discussion. You're not giving legal advice. This is just for people's information. But when you have a situation like that, uh, how do people what's the first step? What should they do? So, yeah, you know, that's a that's the probably the saddest of all situations where, you know, you're excited about something like a, putting a pool in and you, you write a, an eight or a 10 or a 12 or a 15,000 or bigger check to a contractor to start the job and you never hear from them again. And that's a that's a, a terrible situation feeling to be. And if that happens to you, you have a, a couple of things that you need to do. Um, you know, certainly you need to go speak to a construction attorney um, because there's a few different paths to take. The state of Florida has uh, something called a, a construction, a homeowner's recovery fund. And this recovery fund is meant for situations exactly like this. However, in order to avail yourself of it, there are a few steps you need to take. And that includes 
actually suing the contractor and obtaining a judgment against them. Um, and once you have that judgment and it goes unsatisfied, you can take it and present it to this state fund uh, as long as you you follow some other steps um, to get reimbursement um, uh, for the money that, that's been essentially stolen from you. Um, and, and, and I use that word stolen, uh, not lightly because that has a lot of implications certainly. And, and what, what that person has done is in fact a crime when they do that. And, and certainly, you know, uh, uh, making a police report relating to the fact that you've had this money stolen from you is totally appropriate. Um, it may be that, you know, it's probably not going to turn into something that a, a state attorney is going to take and run with necessarily, but, you know, when you have, uh, if it's happened to you, you can you can bet that you're not the only one this contractor has done that to. And so, you know, if enough people get together and, and do this type of thing, um, you know, perhaps the, there's there ends up being a, a, an ability to, to recover some money. But at that point, gosh, it's, it's really, you know, sometimes I end up having to tell people that first loss is your best loss because you can pay money to the lawyer and, and, and run after this guy. And at the end of the day, they can go through bankruptcy and and you, you get nothing back anyway. And it's, it's just sad. But the right thing to do is to, to do your background homework on these contractors before you get into that situation. Excellent suggestion on that. And, and I want to come back to that. But, you know, the, the pool contractor and the, the losses that are being incurred there, that is uh, one that jumps out uh, immediately from the newspaper pages. But what are some of the more common mistakes that you're called in to uh, to resolve? Uh, what, as you mentioned, uh, certain things you should go through, but what are some of the more common things that happen in, the, in the, the dispute resolution? And what are some of the more specific things that you as a homeowner or a person needing something done, what should you do? Right. So what I find is that, you know, the um, from the property owner's perspective, right, you know, a project that they're performing on their home um, is if it's going sideways for any reason, it's usually either either the project is taking too long, it's costing too much or it's costing too much or the quality of the work just isn't what they expected it to be. And the contract that you enter into with your contractor is going to dictate what sort of ability you're going to have to be able to get any type of redress or remedy for any of those things. And so what I find the biggest mistake is, is that when people come to me, it's usually at the end of the project. Usually the situation is that the contractor's been paid 80 or 90 or sometimes 100% of the work that they've, uh, of, of the contract amount, but the work's not done yet. And getting that contractor to come back, finish that last 20, 25% of the work, get the get the the final inspections done and taken care of and, and passed um, and and fixing the punch list what I'll call punch list items things that you know are just don't look right and can be you know fixed if the proper attention and time is given to it getting the contractor back to your home at that point to do that those things is very difficult because they've already they're already holding almost or entirely all of your money and they're on to the next job and the next job and for them for the contractor, these days, labor is tough. Labor is a tough thing for a contractor to, to nail down um, consistently and reliably, and they are spread thin with their labor. So you want to make sure that when the contractor's there working on your job, you've got his full attention. The best way to do that is to be holding as much money of his as you can for as long as you can. And that all starts with the contract having the right terms in it. We're going to go into that in, in a little bit. But uh, one of the things that jumps out as we, we look at uh, uh, what's going on in the construction industry, especially here in Florida, uh, we see insurance claims. And I know that's an area that you are also 
uh, working in, but someone comes to your house and says, hey, you've got roof damage. I'm going to take care of it for you. Just sign the insurance over to me. Red flag? I, I, I despise that. I, I tell, I, I encourage homeowners not to do that, you know, and when, when that became very popular, well, it's always been kind of popular, but, but the activity around that heats up um, approximately three years after a hurricane. And the reason is, is because that's the, that's the deadline date to file a claim from a hurricane. So hurricane Irma, you might remember was in 2017 in September of 2017, leading up to August and September of 2020, we saw a lot of that. We where the where they'll uh, let me just take a look. We're doing a roof for your neighbor a couple of blocks over. You know we're we're kind of going around. We're checking out the roofs. We're seeing if you've got any damage. We can relate back to a hurricane three years ago and let us make the insurance claim for you. We're going to try to get you a free roof. A lot of people are are in, in, intrigued with that and they they say yeah sure why not. It, it just I've seen it it create a lot of problem. People don't really understand what they're getting into when they do that. And um, it, it creates a, a huge, could potentially, if you're dealing with someone who's unscrupulous, create a big problem for you as a homeowner. Obviously, I won't go into any names, but uh, I have seen that happen in one particular neighborhood uh, in my region here where uh, driving down one street, five signs up by the same company doing roof uh, replacements and Number one, I looked at the quality of the, the, the metal roof that was going on, and uh, it was hardly uh, a standing seam roof. It was uh, something that looked like maybe a tin roof out of a hardware store. And in a couple of cases, and I talked to the, the residents, uh, they were talking in excess of $120,000 for what probably should have been $50,000, $60,000. Is that uh, where those contractors come in and just rip people off? Well, so they're coming in and, and what they're relying upon is that they've got a, a lawyer they're going to introduce you to who's going to file a lawsuit on your behalf uh, in your name against your insurance company when the insurance company doesn't pay that inflated amount of money for your roof. And then you are in a situation where I've had clients, potential clients who've called me who who claim they didn't even know that they hired this lawyer and they didn't even know that they had a lawsuit filed on their behalf. Now, you know, I on the one hand, you know, and a lot of times what happens is these folks come into your house with a, an iPad or some other electronic device and you're electronically signing things and you don't end up with copies of them. And so when I say, well, what did you sign? I don't know. I don't know what I signed. And that makes it very difficult, obviously, to uh, a lot of legwork involved in trying to get documents and figure out where they stand legally. And so it, 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 it you know, all they, they want, a lot of times there's a lot of regret and there's a lot of remorse in, in allowing those people into your home in the first place. Um, there's, there's many legitimate ways to get yourself a, a roof uh, done. Um, and realistically, insurance is there for when you need it, when it's necessary. And if you never had a roof leak in three years since Hurricane Irma, and suddenly someone comes by and tries to sell you a new roof on the fact that it was damaged in Hurricane Irma, you know, the odds are that you, you, your gut reaction should be that there's something here that's kind of fishy and you'd be right. Yep. I want to take a short break here. We're about midway through our program. And I want to, as we uh, come back in a moment, I want to talk about seniors because, you know, obviously the Great American Senior Show, we see a lot of things happening there. But, uh, you know, I, I know that uh, we're going to touch base on uh, seniors in particular, but a uh, reminder to everyone that uh, we're being sponsored today by One Day University. It's a, a learning tool is what I like to call it. Uh, we all know that senior citizens in particular uh, participate in 
online activities because they have time on their hands or they'll uh, enroll at a university just to take courses for free because they qualify as seniors. And they do that because they want to stay alive and vibrant and keep their minds active. And that's where One Day University also steps in. Uh, interesting and valuable. It's a concept where you can subscribe to a program that puts you right smack dab in the middle of a key learning institution. And you're going, what's the institution? It's onedayu.com. Uh, every college, you know, think about it, has that one professor that did something special that sticks in your mind and you remember it forever. Uh, one Day University brings more than 200 of the top rated professors in the, in the nation uh, into a library so you can check out different programs or different lectures that they have given. And these are not just uh, small schools. We're talking UCLA, Harvard, Duke. Uh, Michigan, Columbia, many, many more, uh, top-rated. Uh, every weekday, One Day University offers a new one-hour live program that you can participate in. At the end, ask a question or you know raise a point. It's just like putting you back in college, uh, but uh, you know you didn't stay up late the, the night before. You're not falling asleep, and well, maybe you are if you're really a, a true. Uh, diehard senior citizen, but uh, usually you've got someone on your side that gives you that old elbow and says, hey, Sam, wake up. This is interesting. No homework, no tests, just lots of fun. Now, here's where the great American Senior Show has a special offering. If you, as one of our listeners throughout the United States, anywhere in the world, for that matter, if you want to take advantage of one day university, you can do so. Uh, one day university memberships typically are uh, $8.95 a month, $89 a year, but you can try two weeks for free, courtesy of the Great American Senior Show. And if you go online and use the code Senior Show and sign up for an annual plan, you'll get that first year half price. You know, we look out there and try to find special deals for you. And this one we think is a very good one because inquiring minds want to know. Check it out today. One Day University. And um, you know, I, I have to say, we're doing our own version of One Day University because we're helping to educate people with Andy Wyman here of Wyman Legal Solutions. And Andy, those senior citizens I was just talking about, safe to say that they are targeted by some builders and contractors. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's um, there are bad apples, uh, bad players in every industry. You know, look, by and large, contractors are are good, honest people. You know, uh, but there are those that are, are a little desperate and uh, and they un and unscrupulous. And yes, they do take advantage of seniors. What are some of the uh, the safeguards that our seniors can do to avoid getting in a situation? So the most important thing that that, you, that the seniors can do is um, do their their due diligence. To the best that they can on the contractor. Most people, most people hire the first contractor that shows up and walks through their door. Or they hire the cheapest guy, and they do that because there's a lot of unreliable contractors out there. You're going to want to 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 uh, interview a few of them. You're going to want to talk to at least three, and you're going to want to talk to contractors who come referred to you by somebody who you trust, somebody who can speak and vouch personally for the work that those contractors do, because maybe they they had a job with them and uh, and it went extremely well. Um, and then once you have these contractors um, uh, in front of you, 
you know, here's the obvious things to look for, right? License uh, and insurance. Um, very importantly, in Florida, um, licenses to do to do con- certain construction work um, is given to an individual only. So there's an individual license holder. To then do contracting work under a business, that license holder has to go to the state and, and, and do what's called qualifying the business. And so that way they can do business under that business name, but only that business name. What you find sometimes is that there are people out there who rent out their licenses to other people. They'll pull permits for other unlicensed folks. And those folks are out there. They're the ones you meet with. And they're the ones who you think are the contractor, but they're really not. And, and that renting of licenses is illegal. So you want to, when you get the license information from the person, the contractor in front of you, the state of Florida, uh, the Division of Business and Professional Regulation has a, um, a search feature where you can put a licensing, uh, a license number in or a person's name in, and you can see if they are legitimately licensed and uh, whether they've had any type of complaints. And then it's a matter of also checking through maybe public records uh, uh, online of, of lawsuits that have been filed in your county and other counties around you either by or against the contractor. Um, and so that, I mean, that's, that's a, a good basis uh, of due diligence you should be doing, but importantly also you want to, you, you, you should know what you want generally before you call a contractor. Um, you know, you, you, the contractor will come in and start to explain stuff to you, but they'll, they'll spin you in circles. You, you really want to kind of get a good understanding of what the work is that you want done before a contractor comes in uh, to, to quote you a price on something. And then, you know, use your gut. If your contractor shows up late uh, uh, for your appointment or is bad at listening or returning calls when he's trying to sell you your job, then you got to you got to figure that he's going to it'll be even worse once you you actually sign him and pay him money. So, you know, don't don't ignore those types of customer service related um, signals. There is always some red flags to watch for. Andy, before we run out of time, how can someone contact you? Great. So our office is in Boca Raton. We're on um, we're on uh, Boca Raton Boulevard, uh, just south of Spanish River. Um, our office phone number is the be- is five six one three six one eighty seven hundred. We also are uh, my email address is Andy at Wyman Legal Solutions. That's all one word. Wyman is W Y M A N Legal Solutions with an S dot com. Um, we've got a, a, a staff here that is dedicated to to bringing customers on board and clients on board and uh, to, to set them up with uh, um, consultations with the lawyers. And then we have staff members who are also dedicated to the client experience once once you're a client of ours. And uh, we've got a nice setup here. And that's how uh, any of your any of our listeners can, uh, can reach. Great. One additional question. Will you come back for another episode? I'd love to. Thank you. I appreciate the invitation. And I ask that because we've dealt uh, so far in the program today on more or less the consumer side of what's going on. But that's not the whole story about being uh, a construction attorney. You also represent the contractors, the builders themselves. That's right. That's right. We represent both owners and contractors somewhat equally. So we want to... When you come back, I I know you're going to prepare. When you come back, we're going to delve into that. But we're also going to get back into our consumer side and uh, some reminders for our seniors and others. And, you know, that, that reminds me, you don't have to be a senior to tune into this program. 
I've had many people say, hey, you know, I was expecting it to be uh, an old fuddy-duddy program. And uh, then, you know, I hear you and it's, it's, uh, it's not old fuddy-duddy and it's certainly not just for seniors, but it's those that are touched by seniors or have seniors in their lives. So, Andy, thank you for bringing this side of the story to us. And uh, you're coming back for another episode. We're going to uh, let everybody know when that's going to be. And a reminder that today's program has been brought to you by One Day University. When you get back into the lecture hall for a small monthly subscription, uh, you know, that's probably one of the greatest feelings that a lot of our listeners can have. And really, if you use Senior Show, when you go to OneDayU.com, uh, you'll find that we're going to make it worthwhile you're listening to our program today. Andy Wyman, Wyman Legal Solutions, thank you once again for being my special guest here on the Great American Senior Show. Thank you, Sam. Thanks for having me. Great. I'm Sam Yates, your gray-haired host, and that's the way our program ends. <laughs>